the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Experience. March Madness is heating up and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby, apparently. Doesn't uh, sound quite as good in my uh, in my accent, Baz, that one. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, up in the northeast of England, Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Today is Thursday, March the 1st. I'm all over it. And joining us, uh, doing his best M&M impression, is the late Barry Penaluna, who is actually on time tonight, Barry. You see what's yes. happened since I imposed the fine system? Early. Early, actually. Early, Correct. I'll tell you why he's early, though. It's because he thinks he's on the telly. Because it's our very first YouTube episode, Baz. So is that why you've turned up on time dressed like Eminem? Well, no, I thought, you know, we'll we'll make sure it's all working. So whether it is or not is is another matter. Um, (laughs) That's a good point. Hopefully one of our 17 subscribers on YouTube is is tuning in right now. Um, Well, I think four of them are us, Baz. Yeah, I've I've got a few... uh, Friends and family involved, like who have probably got no interest. They're just just helping me out for the numbers, you know. But uh, I hopefully we'll start to build it, as you say. YouTube's now uh, been added, so we're going to be putting the show out every Thursday night, every Sunday night. We're looking at ten o'clock every Sunday is the plan, um, and Thursday night I think going forward it's going to be eight thirty UK time, isn't it, Malcolm? Um, yeah, we've got baseball commitments later in the evening on Thursday. Um, so yeah, going forward, YouTube is a place where you can watch a live stream, and hopefully now we're on there, we'll get a bit more interaction where people who are listening can get involved, put the pics on there, give us some grief, all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. So yeah, looking forward to our, uh, I think over or under one comment, Baz, in the comment section tonight. Um, and really, how we know we've made it, Baz, is where when we get our first sex bot. In the comments section, um, yeah, we get a couple of them joining the uh, in the in the baseball etc. So I'm very looking forward to our first sex spot. So um, yeah, that's that's something something to keep us on our toes, Baz. Um, so uh, and also, you need to. Uh, are you all merged up there, Baz? No, I'm fully merged up. We've freed the merch. I've got yeah. the <laughs> Hey, we've team. got a comment, Baz. Yes, Insano, Captain Insano is on. Good to see you. Yes, so as you can see, I've got my SGPN hoodie on here. Free the merch. So basically, we, we got a merch order in a while ago. I've got my cap. Looking at business. Um, we put it in a merch order a while ago, uh, and His Majesty's Revenue and Customs got a hand on it at the airport and uh, confiscated it, hit us with a big tax bill, Customs fees, import yep. fees, that, the whole lot. Uh, so we've had to fork out about eighty quid to His Majesty um, to get the uh, to free the merch. But it's here, so I've got mine. 
You haven't got yours because uh, I was going to say you're going to now hold mine uh, for ransom, aren't you? Till I give you forty quid and you can send it to me. No, I'll be back in Newcastle in the next few weeks. Soon, soon as those twins arrive, Jamie's twins will be uh, on the scene. We'll be we'll be up in Newcastle for a visit, and uh, I'll bring you a merch up at that point. Ah, excellent. Uh, you see, so Captain Insano is already in the chat. So good evening, Captain. Um, uh, now, as we know, I've got no idea what I'm doing on any sort of technical thing. So I think Captain Sino is normally used to me logging in as either Betty or I sometimes might log in on myself on the baseball one. But tonight, Mog Whistle, that is me as well, Captain Sino, because I've no idea what account I'm using. Um, so yeah, so that is me. But yeah, good evening. Um, yeah, merch is looking good, Baz. Uh, looking, looking very good. We've got a little merch, a little merch ad read in a little while because there's, uh, there's a promo code, I think, in the merch store for March Madness, which is very exciting. I'm going to talk a few of my, uh, a few of our English listeners through March Madness and the first half unders wagon as well, because uh, it's important that we get involved. Um, right, Baz, we've got a full program of Premier League to get to. Um, we'll have a little touch on. And what we did this week is we did two Premier League games and we did two FA Cup games each. A bit of a mixed bag. My picks weren't particularly good, but I got myself out of a hole with my dog. Uh, your picks were good yeah. and you weren't in a hole to start with, um, but you picked an under, a remarkable underdog as well. So uh, we'll get to the headline in a little bit. Start with the, the Premier League, but it's just the results. Arsenal 4, Everton 0. I think most of the games, I was on the right lines. I actually fancied Arsenal went to 0. Um, but thought they would maybe just keep Everton at arm's length. So went for the under two and a half goals. You picked the same bet, didn't you? Um, Arsenal humped them 4-0. Um, Arsenal going along nicely again. We said they bounced back from the little wobble. And then Liverpool 2, Wolves nil. Wasn't much in this for an hour. Um, a horrific uh, VAR decision, in my opinion, uh, on Fabinho. It was a stonewall red. Um and then Liverpool got a couple of goals late on. Um, I'd taken the draw. So again, I wasn't miles away. Still unconvinced by Liverpool, Baz. Um, they do look better going forwards. Uh, Nunes is doing a little bit now. Salah's come to life. Jota is giving them a little bit of a spark as well. So um, what did you make of those two Prem games? I think Liverpool was your first winner of the week and it, you, you just got better after that. Yeah, I mean, the Arsenal one was the only thing I got wrong this week. Midweek was a really, really, really solid um Really solid midweek for me. I, I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, the Arsenal game. I, I, you know, as I say, took the unders. Just, just, just didn't see them going off and score four. Um, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. Take that. Um, yeah, Liverpool. I just, I fancied Liverpool. I, I, I took them in the handicap. I told you. I mean, I'm I still. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they're clicking anywhere near the way last season. I don't think they're back in any way, shape or form. But the home form is really good. It's really solid. There's does many at home. Um, and I fancied them to, to beat Wolves, who who really do struggle away. They've only won twice on the road, Wolves. Um, and yeah, it turned out to be a comfortable 2-0 win. Good for the Asian handicaps. I was on the minus one. One goal win would have been a push. Two goal wins was a win. So off we go. Good start. Yeah, um... Just touching on Liverpool there, we've got a very plastic Liverpool supporter in the comments, uh, Munaf, uh, one of our esteemed leaders is in there. Um, so, good evening, Munaf. Uh, looking forward to some baseball season coming up. Megan Munaf will be recording some shows next week. He says he's going on the Fantasy Baseball Pod in five or ten minutes. So, it's nice to have Munaf around. Um, then the FA Cup um, 
Firstly, before we even get to some picks, there were some mad old games. Um, I want to touch on Grimsby Town. There, there was some Grimsby chat in the um, Discord channel last night. Um, the, I think the first question was serial, asking what the fuck is a Grimsby, uh, which made me laugh. Um, Grimsby, we're at about 10 to 1. the famous goal, Malcolm? Uh, waving inflatable haddocks around, but inflatable fish, yeah. Some yeah. some grounds don't don't allow the inflatable fish to the occasionally really? the away fans get banned from taking their inflatable fish with them. Um, yeah, well, yeah. More specifically, then they are haddocks. I've I've learned today, Baz. There was a lot of Grimsby people on the radio, uh, but they were around ten to one underdogs to win at Southampton, who can't do anything right, and uh, Grimsby turned them over to one. First time Grimsby have reached the quarterfinals since, Barry? For a point? Don't know. I'm going to say 1955. 1939. Not bad. Uh, 84 years since Grimsby Town last reached the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, and then who else? We'll get on to the two. There was two other big dogs that we're going to, we're going to get to in a minute. Um, Manchester United got through, were lucky. Man City were pretty comfortable. Brighton went through. Burnley are hanging on. There's not that many Premier League teams in, but yeah, it's been a good week of FA Cup action. Um, but we hit two great big dogs, Baz. Firstly, uh, last night, Sheffield United turned over Tottenham. I gave out Sheffield United at 72 plus 350. Um, I've no idea what Tottenham are thinking. Like, they never won a trophy since Pussy was a kitten. They've got a chance against a lower tier team with a in a competition with a lot of Premier League teams knocked out. They roll the reserves out, and then they get not get themselves knocked out. Harry Kane looked furious sitting on the bench. Looked absolutely furious. Sheffield United beat them one nil, um, and Sheffield United rolled out their reserves as well. Like it wasn't even like they'd gone full tilt. So that was a weird one. Yeah, you you put out Sheffield United expecting them to be full strength. Spurs yeah, dropped a few. Um, and it didn't turn out to be the case, but they put out a strong enough team to, to beat Spurs. I mean, you say Spurs put the reserves out. Um, you know, they did in some shape or form, but, you know, they still had Son in there, Perisic, uh, Richarlison. It was a strong enough lineup where Spurs would have been expecting to get something. But, but yeah, they took it too easy. Um, and as you say, one shot, you know, it was, it was their big opportunity if they were going to break their sort of trophy drought, then, then that was their opportunity. It was the FA Cup this year. And, and yeah, They've blown it and great shout for your underdog. I mean, you know, um, plus 350s all right for an underdog pick, Malcolm. Plus 350s you know. all right for an underdog, Baz. Yeah. However, in the in the face of an 8-1 to one underdog play, uh, Leicester City won Blackburn Rovers 2. Was that the right score? Was it 2-0? Yeah. That was 2-1, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, they were 2-0 up. Leicester did get one in yeah. the second half. Um, and then um, a bit of a sweat on. Yeah, um, we... Blackburn Rovers at eight to one. We've said Leicester City without Madison struggling, um, and Blackburn were a decent side. And Blackburn did the business pass eight to one. Well done. Yeah, so I'd said Blackburn had won three on the bounce. They were unbeaten in nine. Um, we know Leicester have struggled throughout the season when Madison isn't there. We knew he wasn't going to play in the FA Cup. They weren't going to risk him in that game. Um, and I said on the show, I said, I, I even questioned myself. I said, is this really, it was plus 700 when we when we put it out. Uh, they went off at eight to one, plus 800 by the time the kickoff come around. And I remember on the show saying, you, right, am I imagining this? Is this plus 700? I just couldn't believe it was that big. For an FA Cup game where we know there's, that there are shocks, you know. Um, I mean, I can't imagine 
Leicester, I can't imagine anyone being eight to one against Leicester in a Premier League game. Um, you know, even the worst Premier League teams playing up against Leicester wouldn't be that sort of price. And Blackburn are a good side, you know. And, and as you said last week, the top end of the Championship isn't far off the bottom end of the Premiership. Um, so yeah, eight one was just stupid. And and obviously you put it on as value players. What exactly what I said? It, it's it's value at that price. You know, you know, it's it's certainly not a bank or anything. But yeah, when they land, beautiful. And if anyone had followed both of them. Uh, both the underdog players, thirty-five to one. The underdog, the dog double, thirty-five to one plus what? Fair. You can work out the amount. Of- Doesn't matter. Thirty-five to one. Self-explanatory, Baz. Yeah, uh, that is. pays. That pays all around the world. Um, I think generally speaking, you you, um, you went. You had Liverpool minus one. Stoke Brighton under two and a half was plus money. Baz, you gave that yeah, out. So Manchester United to win and over two and a half goals was a plus one fifty. Uh, so yeah, Baz was. Absolutely, the the hot hand and um, yeah, the FA Cup's been um, it's been fun. The issue it's been, it's been good to us as well. We've made some made some decent plays on it. Um, yeah, so okay, the FA Cup. As Sorry, you say, I, I hit hit three from three this week, um, and as I say, it didn't do too bad last time on the FA Cup. And I know the uh, you know a lot of the Discord uh, channel are, are enjoying the FA Cup stuff, and, and it was good that we could put out some winners for them this week, or, or you know. Good that I could put some winners out for them this week. Yeah, yeah, your turn, Baz. Um, yeah, talking about the Discord channel, um, LG uh, in the um, chats here in the YouTube comments. I think um, messaged me on Twitter this afternoon, and we had a bit of a team ride on the Barcelona Real Madrid game tonight. Everyone was on the overs. We just thought, come on, the whole channel lumped on the overs, and yeah, a bit of a um, bit underwhelming really. Barcelona scored relatively early, which was perfect. You sort of thought that would. That would set up uh, for Real Madrid opening up, and it could have gone two one either way, and then it just didn't happen. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I put up Barcelona. Barcelona was three to one. I thought I didn't have a, a particular lean either way. I thought it would be a tight game, but I fancied goals in it. Uh, so I thought I'm going to my, my long shot play was Barcelona to win, but I doubled it up with over three and a half goals. I was I was hoping for like a three one or a three two or something daft like that. Uh, so yeah, when they went up one 0 earlier, you know, I thought good start, but yeah, no any. Yeah, so we, we missed one Thursday, a Thursday night loser. Um, luckily, we've got Saturday in the Premier League uh, to recover from that, Baz. Um, tell you first about WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet, active in a bunch of states, tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, aka WinBets, build your own bet. March Madness is almost here, um, plus plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 to get $100 limited to state availability. And of course, our DGNs, if you hit the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. All you have to do is head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that Baz and me sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where pay through winbet is available. If you wish to know as a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as modelled by the beautiful Mr. Barry Penaluna, the SGPN merch store continues to add new items. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favourite shirts, hats, sweats and hoodie. My personal new favourite item is that lid, Barry's Sporting. Um, I and I'll tell you what, if it fits Barry's head, um, it fits your head because Barry's head is the size of a, a watermelon. Um, I mean, I've just in time... There's, there's three more notches on there. 
So that that goes big. I oh wow, welcome. It's quality, good quality. Looks good, you know, nice embroidered and everything like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of the cap. I like it. it looks well, there really you go. Fun. We can get you ten ten percent off uh, if you spend more than forty dollars and use the code oh. madness. We'll be saving on the heating bill now because I've got my hoodie to wear around the house. Oh, yeah, you can turn your radio off with your... Um... So, if any of the... Uh, I know the, there was a there was a March Madness roll call on Twitter this morning and all the usual SGP DGens put their hands up ready for it. But for any of our um, British listeners, March Madness is a, a college basketball tournament. And for years now, the entire network here... Um, we play the first half unders. We did it last year, Baz, didn't we? Um, yeah, we got involved. Yeah. I just take the first half unders. It's a money-making machine. It'll become your second income. Uh, it's absolutely no problem. Last year was savage amusement because I didn't have the fire stick or any access to college basketball. So we were having to watch it, Baz, on the little Bet365 square, you know, just with the arrows going that way and then the arrows going that way. And the shot missed. They were the two words you wanted to see as the little arrows went towards the hoop. Shot missed. Um, this time we might actually get to watch some uh, some some live basketball. But so yeah, if you need to get in touch, um, I'm particularly thinking people like Simmers. Uh, the first half unders um, is where we'll be March the 14th. Uh, that starts. So uh, there you go. Right then, uh, Premier League action starts on. I haven't got my page open, Baz, but luckily I know there's no Friday night game. We will start on Saturday lunchtime um, with a game I'm not particularly looking forward to, Baz. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it is 12.30 kickoff, which is a 7.30 Eastern time kickoff. Manchester City take on Newcastle United, where Manchester City are the 11 to 25, minus 277 favourites. The draw is 72 plus 350. Newcastle are 6-1. Okay, I've got a bit more analysis on Manchester City than I have done the last two weeks. Um, the outcome's not very different, no, however. Uh, Man City, easy win at Bournemouth last week. Uh, didn't expect anything else. However, they did concede again, which is four in a row. Um, we can put a line through the Bristol City game in the week. I thought Bristol City in the first half were really lucky not to get a goal, actually. Um, Newcastle blanked again in the Carabao Cup final last week. Um, I do think, Baz, that Newcastle now have no option really but to freshen it up. And I think it'll be a good thing as well that the team looks tired, like the even the supporters. Everything's just on the precipice of sort of dying a little bit. And we've got options to freshen it up. Alexander Rizak will come in. I think um, Anthony Gordon, even Matt Target at left-back. It's a good time now for Newcastle to, to freshen up a little bit. Now, um, no team since Christmas, Baz, has underperformed their XG more than Newcastle. Now, we keep saying that Newcastle playing okay that without scoring. We've, we must have said that six or seven times now, and it sounds like a bit of a busted flush, but our XG regularly has been okay. Um, so that the stats actually back up what we're saying. We haven't just been one-eyed about it. Um, Therefore, we are more than due a goal, but overdue a goal. Um, we might get beat two or three, one. But I think we'll score, and I'm not changing it just yet. Both teams to score, Baz. 10 to 11, minus one, 10 for me. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, I mean, I've went, I've went a little bit safer, really, in case we get an absolute hammering. Um, as you see, I mean, Man City... They've stood at the times this season, but they are unbeaten in six uh, at the moment in all competitions. Um, 
as you say, clean sheet against Bristol, which you you, you want to stick a line through. I, uh, yeah, you know. because it does because it suits me. Uh, exactly, it, you know, a bit of confirmation bias there. Uh, but prior to that, it was six games without a clean sheet for Man City. Um, one thing I did pick up on, I mentioned before the, the last home game is is that as patches as their form has been at times, that the home is home form is fairly consistent. They've actually played five away games in a row recently, which is um, very unusual. Um, so despite the fact they haven't been as consistent in recent times, their home form is actually really consistent. They're unbeaten in eight. They've won the last five in a row at home. Four of those have been by two or more. Uh, and three clean sheets in the last five at home as well. So the both teams to score, whilst it's been good for Man City, you have to factor in the fact they've been on the road loads um, and their home form is definitely a bit better. Um, so the home record in isolation definitely looks a bit better on that front. Newcastle are in a slump, there's no doubt about it. Back-to-back defeats for the first time this season against Man United and Liverpool. No win in four games now. League games for Newcastle, uh, seven in a row have gone to the Unders. Um, Newcastle have only scored five in the last seven league games. Three nil-nils in amongst those seven games. So Newcastle are struggling to score. But I'm certainly not confident enough to back anything like a nil-nil or an unders in any game involving City, and particularly when Man City are at home. So as good as Newcastle are defensively, Man City at home are, 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 are hard to to stop. Like um, They did have two nil-nils Man City in the Champions League earlier in the season, uh, but they haven't had a single one in the league, and, and I don't think there'll be one yet. I fear the Newcastle slump will continue like you. I think we will probably be on the end of a defeat. I do think we can possibly get on a score sheet. Um, and I consider the both teams to score because it's a better price than what I've went for. I've went for the over 2.5. as a bit of a safe play to start off with. It is short. It's 4-6, to six, minus 150. Um, but it just covers that possibility that Man City go out and hit us 3-0, 4-0 or something stupid like that. I mean, I'd be, I'd be surprised if we got on the end of a, a big hammering. I think far more likely is we end up on a 2-1 or a 3-1 or something like that. So, yeah, the play for me is the over 2.5 at 4-6 to here uh, in the Man City-Newcastle game. Yeah, that's all right, Baz. Early, early safety net in the lunchtime game, I don't mind. Um, I've just worked out how to do the comments from the actual comments bit rather than from my bit. I'm a right idiot. We'll have a look at that, Baz. You see, I've worked it out like a young, uh, like a young Bill Gates sorting yeah, stuff out on the fly. Sorting stuff out, ad hoc, Baz. It's impressive, that is. Not even got the IT section on. Yeah, I know the IT department. She was on uh, Red Alert tonight because I told her there was things in the oven. Uh, she was expecting um, to be called out of bed, but so far, so good, Baz. Um, second up, then, where we into the three o'clock kickoff Saturday afternoon. Uh, how many three o'clocks we got? Bosh. Handful of three o'clocks. First one. Uh, what are the 10am Eastern time? We've got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, Arsenal against Bournemouth. Arsenal are uh, one to five, minus 500. Get in. The draw is six to one. Uh, Bournemouth at 12 to one. Uh, you making a case for Bournemouth again, Baz? Not this week. No. Not this week. Um, we can safely say, I think, Arsenal are back on track on the after a bit of a stumble. It's been three wins on the bounce, back-to-back clean sheets. And they're right back in amongst the goals yesterday with Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, all the main players back in the goals. Um, and Ketia didn't start, but but set up one of them in the in the second half. 
Um, we did talk about there might be a slight danger this the season could unravel when they went four games without a win. Uh, but I think they've safely put that to bed now and got got on a really, you know, good good run of three games there. And they've got a really nice run of games coming up. They've got Bournemouth this week, Fulham, Palace, Leeds in the next four games. Um, and I think Arsenal could potentially come out with maximum points from those four games. Um, I fear for Bournemouth, yeah. They tightened up a little, considering only three goals in four games before they played Man City. But then City coasted past them 4-1 in that one at the Emirates. And I could say a similar story here. Um, the beat Wolves in the last away game, Bournemouth. I, I did um, tip Bournemouth up in that game. That was the, the underdog player that week that came out at a good price. Before that, it was seven defeats in a row on the road. And they failed to score in six of those seven defeats. Um, so, really, really up against it on the road. Big team. I looked at the, the record against the big, you know, the so called big six. Um, teams. Man United beat them 3-0 at home. Man City at home beat them 4-0. Liverpool beat them 9-0. Chelsea beat them 2-0. forgot nil, about that, 9-0. Uh, it's, it's just nil, nil, nil. So any any time they come up against these so-called bigger teams, um, it's several goals to nil. Um, so as I say, in those four games alone, you've got an 18-0 aggregate score. Uh, so that's where I'm going here. I think Arsenal to win to nil at 5-6 to six is, the, is the play for me. They've kept back-to-back clean sheets. Bournemouth struggling to score on the road. Um, so yeah, Arsenal to win to nil, 5-6. to six. Um, That's the one for me. Yeah, um, I thought this was really straightforward, Baz, because we didn't have to look very far back to see uh, Wednesday night, Arsenal play a really bad team at home and beat them 4-0. Last Saturday, Bournemouth play a really good team and get beat 4-0. Now, I don't think we need any further comparisons. Like, it looks, we've just watched it. We, we've seen it all in the last seven days. I don't, why would it be any different? Like, um, one last Saturday, Malcolm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, yeah, that buggers you up. Um, but does cash my bet you see that's a mistake you've made on all the evidence you've got to pick the right bet Baz we keep saying this you can handicap it to with an inch of its life you've still got to get the right bet I've picked Baz Arsenal minus two uh, on the Asian line at plus 110 uh, so if Arsenal win by two goals you get your money back which is slightly off the ladies menu um, but we'll take it um, but yeah they, they put four past Everton Bass has already outlined how Bournemouth are um, negative 18 so far against the better side. So, yeah, Arsenal minus two. Uh, money back for a two-goal win. Get in the queue uh, if they win by three goals you know, or more. Another one, if you, if you fancy them to win by that much, you're not tempted by the evens for them to score three or more? Not 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 interest you? Well, I'm getting plus 110, Baz. You are? Getting 11-10. You lose if it's 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut> um, <laughs> Aston, Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace uh, is the next up at 3 o'clock. Aston Villa are plus 105, 21-20. Uh, the draw is 23-10, uh, plus 230. Crystal Palace are 14-5, plus 280. Um, yeah, so I took Villa last week at Everton. Uh, was rewarded at two to one. Lovely underdog price that was. And um, because they've been playing well, uh, they played well against Arsenal. Were unlucky. They've done all right against City. Ended up three one uh, losers. But a lot of teams will do that. Um, Palace still just haven't won in forever. They've done nothing to convince me 
They're not the most boring team in the league. Even that nil-nil draw with Liverpool last week. Um, so even if Palace manage a goal, which is rare, they don't score very often. So if Palace manage a goal, I think Villa are going to get two. They're, they're going along really nicely, Villa. They look really vibrant up front. They got two at home to Arsenal last time out. Um, two last time out in Villa Park. Um, two last week at Everton. So this was a really straightforward play. To me, we're getting the considerably better team in better form at plus money bar. So give me Aston Villa, 21 to 20 plus 105 on the money line. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, I've got here, Villa did did sort of stop a slide with that 2-1 win against Everton. That broke a three-game losing streak uh, where they'd conceded 11 goals in those three games. But I have said, you know, how much weight you give to that Everton game is questionable, given that Everton have quickly dropped back to earth, having the, following the new manager bounce. They didn't, they didn't bounce very far before they come back to ground. Like um, The three defeats they had before that, Included Arsenal and Man City, so again it's hard to really know what to make of that form. They lost three games. You know, Leicester, fair enough, would have been a bit of a blow, but two of them were against the top two in the league. Uh, but similarly, the three wins they've had recently. So they've had three wins, three defeats, and the wins have come against Everton, Southampton, and Leeds. So that's three of the bottom four in the league. So the defeats are coming against good sides. The wins are coming against really bad sides. So really hard to know what to make of Villa. I mean, I've been low on Palace since the World Cup. I, I, I made quite a big point of how uh, how favourable their run had been coming into the World Cup, how they hadn't played any of the top half. Uh, and I said they would go on a slump. And I, it's proven to be entirely justified, that view. Just one win since the World Cup. That come against Bournemouth. Uh, they've had five draws, four defeats in the last 10. Um, they aren't winning games. They're struggling to score. They've scored more than one goal only once in that 10 games since the World Cup. That was a 2-0 against Bournemouth. Uh, unders has hit often enough, six of the last seven. Um, I did look at the unders here. It, it appeals to me. And um, Whilst a few of Villa's recent games have gone over 2.5, that's mostly been due to the opposition putting a few past them. Um, you know, Arsenal put four past them. City put three past them. Leicester put four past them. Crystal Palace aren't going to do that. Um, so, yeah, the unders did appeal, but it is a little bit short. It's eight to 13. So I have decided to go with a draw here. I think five Ooh. draws in the last 10 for Palace. Um, it's actually, in fact, it's five draws in the last six for Palace if you want to just look at a, a shorter period. Um, and they've had some good draws against decent sides as well. They drew with Liverpool, Man United, Newcastle, Brentford and Brighton. Um, that's that's five good draws where they would have probably taken a point from each of those. They haven't got the games and the games where you would have thought they might have hoped to win. Uh, so a 23 to 10 plus 2.30, the draw is my pick here. Villa v Palace to draw, 23 to 10. Okey Um I will tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Um, Underdog Fantasy is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, uh, but they've also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favourite player props if they're not available in your state. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, next up, still at three o'clock Saturday afternoon, uh, we have Brighton against West Ham. Brighton are four to five, minus 125. The draw is 13 to five, uh, plus 260. 
and West Ham are the 72 Road Dogs plus 350 for the Hammers, uh, Baza, Brighton, West Ham. Yeah, so I haven't been high on Brighton for quite a while. I was I was following them, following the goals for a good time, and I seemed to get on them at the wrong time, um, and got done for them, done by them several weeks in a row with them failing to be uh, taking their chances. So I've lost faith in Brighton a little bit. Um, I actually took the unders in the FA Cup game, as you said the other day against Stoke. I thought the under two point five looked good, and that came out at plus one ten. That was a good result. Four in a row now to the unders for Brighton. Uh, haven't been really good for for overs for for quite some time, um, and West Ham had been good for the unders as well until last week four nil. But I mean that was a four nil win against Forest that came from nowhere. Nobody was expecting that to have goals in it. I mean seventy minutes it was still nil nil. Um, they're not in good form West Ham prior to that one. They, they'd won just one in eight. Um, you know, we know Forrest are poor on the road, so as much as that result would have been a welcome boost for West Ham, I'm not sure it'll prove to be a turning point in the season necessarily. I think Brighton at home should nick this, um, but I do think it'll be low scoring again. Before that Forrest game, the West Ham had, had gone six unders in a row in all comps, and as I say, Brighton have, uh, have hit four, four unders in a row sort of swung right back round to the unders having having been good for the overs previously. Under two point five at ten to eleven. Um it's a fair price. Uh I just don't I don't know. Eventually Brighton are gonna have one of these games where they create all the chances and they do take and that's that's the worry is is it's Brighton will have a game soon where everything clicks. Yeah, because they do create enough. Um but at this point I I'm I'm still not high on West Ham, despite that four goals last week. I don't think they'll score many goals. Under 2.5, 10 to 11 is the play here for me. So directly uh, following on from your last point there, Baz, is my handicap of this is Brighton are going to get back to uh, scoring and conceding because, like you said, you think they will get back to it. I've handicapped it that it's this week because I don't think they're doing anything differently. I don't think they're playing anything dif- um, playing any different way. The manager certainly um, has no intention of playing any different way. And it has been, I think that it's been an outlying set of ro- um, fixtures, results that have led to these unders. Um, West Ham, suddenly a little bit more competitive and you can't really underestimate how much confidence they're going to take from that. 4-0 win against Forest. And they actually played really well against Man United in the Cup on um, Wednesday night. They were 1-0 up. They missed two guilted chances to get 2-0 up. Uh, my instinct here is goals. Um, the I had a look at both teams to score, which is 4-5. to five. I had a look at the over 2.5, which is 10-11. to 11. I went a bit more maverick, but both teams to score and over two goals... Is eleven to four, plus two seventy-five. That looks big. I think West Ham will score. I think Brighton might nick this two-one. So I'll take BTTS, uh, but I'll parlay it with the over two goals, and we'll get paid out there at eleven to four. Um, not very, not very helpful there for the listeners. Not very. The last two past two in a row where we've been uh, completely on opposite sides. So yeah, uh, you're wasting it. Everybody's wasting that time listening to us more than usual. But um, next up, Chelsea versus Leeds. Uh, Chelsea are eleven to eighteen, minus one sixty-three. The draw is three to one, and Leeds are nine to two, plus four fifty. Chelsea have no win in five. Um, desperately poor in terms of both performance and results as well. Um, 
I said last week, kind of my my analysis of the Chelsea game last week was that I think the players are trying to get Potter sacked. I think they did try to get Potter sacked. Uh, they lost um, totally bloodlessly um, to um, Tottenham in what should have been a, a derby game. Um, they've got no Thiago, therefore no leadership. And there is no way you can bet them. Um Anyone putting money on Chelsea at that price uh, wants a head examine this week. They might win, but geez, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be advising it. Leeds, I think, will be buoyed by their one 0 win against Southampton. I still think Leeds will be okay. I know they seduced us for a little while going back to January, um, but they still don't win very often. So I think two in a row is a bit of a stretch um, when they found it so hard to win one in a row. Um, I would back Leeds at a bigger price here and maybe back them at six to one, but not four and a half to one. Um, so today, on this occasion, Baz, I will take the draw. Um, like I say, Leeds, it's a stretch for them to get two in a row, but I don't know who Chelsea can beat. This could be a could be a one-one draw here. Uh, price of three to one for the draw. Yeah, so I mean I've started off by saying two teams here who have been impossible to back recently. Uh, Chelsea now six without a win, three defeats on the bounce. They scored just one goal in those six games. I did see someone on Twitter uh, asking one of the bookies um, for some odds on Chelsea's goal of the month competition for February. <laughs> but apparently Felix was a banker, uh, given that it was the only goal they scored in February was it was a Jao Felix. That's good banter. Um, Unders has hit seven in a row for Chelsea now. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to hit an Unders in a game where one side just can't score goals at the moment, which is, is what it is with Chelsea. Leeds form isn't much better. Last six have seen one win, three losses, two draws, and again, only three goals in the six games for them. Uh, so there's plenty of reason to lean to the unders here. I mean, I know you think Chelsea will keep losing until Potter gets the sack. Um, I, I actually think this run could come to an end here. I, I think they might nick a result. They are decent defensively. Um, you know, they're not bad. They don't ship too many. I know they let in a couple against Spurs, but before that, they, they, they don't let in more than one very often. I feel they can get a clean sheet here and possibly come away with a 1-0 or, or a 2-0. I, I really I don't fancy Leeds. As you say, if Leeds' price was bigger, then it might sway you to go that way for a bit of value, given that we, we can't trust Chelsea at all. But either way, I think it's hard to see many goals here from either team. Um, I think Chelsea could nick it. But I did say by starting start off by saying it was impossible to back either team, so so I can't I can't back Chelsea after that. Um Unders, ten to eleven. Um as I say it's hit seven in a row for Chelsea games now. Um Leeds don't look like being in amongst the goals particularly. Uh, I think I think it'll be a low scorer. Ten to eleven's a good price for me. That's the play. Okie doke. Um we have one final three o'clock kickoff, which is Wolverhampton Wanderers against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, Wolves are twenty three to ten plus two thirty. The draw is twelve to five plus two forty. Tottenham are six to five plus one twenty. Um Baz, this is is was the trickiest game on the card for me, like to uh, to try and have a look at where did you where did you get off with this? It was a tricky game. And then I found a couple of trends and then I Ooh. just thought let's just roll with it. Um, yep. One of the trends I did pick up last time Wolves were at home, so we'll get to that in a second. No win in the last three for Wolves, uh, and they have just scored one goal in those three games. Definitely demonstrates a bit of a downturn in their form. Um, I mentioned last time they saw a symmetry to their home form last time they played at home. 
So they've now alternated win, loss, win, loss, win, loss for nine consecutive games, which Ooh. is a pretty, pretty good trend. Nine, nine games in a row. So if that pattern continues, it's win this week. They lost in the last one. Um, so yeah, pretty good pattern. Another surprising trend is um, home games again for Wolves. I'm looking specifically at their home form which I'm starting to do a bit more on, on a few of these games, is, is look for more at the home form or away form, depending on where they are. Um, and Wolves, Wolves' home form, they have had eight consecutive games with both teams to score no. They either win with a clean sheet or they lose without scoring. Uh, there's nothing else. You know, never never are both teams to score. Um, seven of those last eight games have also hit the under 2.5. Um and I picked the under 2.5 in Spurs-Chelsea game last week because I felt Spurs games were all going that way as well. So, I mean, Spurs have now had back-to-back wins in the league. West Ham and Chelsea, two nils. Uh, but then they went lost to Sheffield United in the Cup. The two wins were home games. There's no doubt they tend to fare better at home. Away from home, they have lost three in a row now. They lost to Sheffield United. They lost to Milan. And they lost to Leicester. They got a bit of a hammering, didn't they? So... It's then where do you go from here? I, I can't back Spurs away from home in their current form. Um, at six to five for Spurs just doesn't appeal to me. And Wolves, as I say, I've—I mean, I've said this week after week. I just don't like Wolves. I don't know what to make of them. I don't know why I dislike them. They just—you know—and sometimes you just get a team there that you you can't ever get a positive feeling about. And it's nothing personal to Wolves. I just I find myself never being interested in backing them to win a game. Um, I just haven't got that confidence. Um, so I thought unders at first. I, I like it. It's eight to eleven, but then I decided just to pivot to that both teams to score trend. Wolves games at home, both teams to score has, has hit the no side of it. Eight on the bounce. Uh, Spurs games have also hit no for both teams to score in six of the last seven. Um, they've had four clean sheets. Spurs in their last seven games, uh, and they've also been shut out twice in those last six games. So I'll take one of these teams to keep a clean sheet. It's both teams to score. No, it's 19 to 20. Decent bet. Following the trends, it's coming in often enough for both sides. 19 to 20 is cracking price. We'll take that. Yeah, that's all right. Because if you if you just came in and checked the results and you saw either of these teams won 1-0, you just wouldn't. You'd shrug your shoulders and say, yeah, yeah, that's about right, wouldn't you? Um, oh, now, oddly, because I've got no affiliation or affinity with Wolves at all, but I've kind of been the dead opposite if I find myself wanting to back them like um, I think it's ever since I worked out the bottom half of the league table when I uh, when I did all the maths at Christmas and I had them sort of up round about 40 odd points so they've got to win some games and, and they have they've done, they've done okay for me um, I thought they did okay at Liverpool for sort of 70 minutes or so the other night um, Spurs now bear in mind everyone's sort of down on Spurs and Spurs are in the barrel at the moment getting shot at but they've actually won four of the last five in the league and they've won them all to nil um, I think it's the, sort of the cup stuff obviously the the Milan game and the Sheffield United game so you throw those results in oh and they got humped at Leicester so they've won four out of five to nil the other one was a 4-1 <laughs> loss at Leicester so um, it's really really hard um, all those clean sheets are weird because they can't defend either but have managed to keep four clean sheets this Baz I watched a lot of both these games in the week. Um, and they're both, we've used Tottenham before. This is a play I've used on a Tottenham game before. I think it was away at Preston in the FA Cup earlier in the season. 
um, where you just, neither team really wants to force the action. Neither team wants anything to happen. And they both just slow burner. What I've taken here, Baz, is the half-time draw at plus 110, uh, which is 11 to 10. Now, and factoring, I'm not really saying that's just going to be a 1-1 half-time draw either. Um, so the nil-nil half-time correct score is at 13 to 8, plus 162. Because um, I just can't see anything happening. Like So, yeah, um, I've used it before. It worked at the, in that Preston FA Cup game. Um, and like I say, then you can go on in the second half, Baz, and someone can make it 1-0. Uh, and we will both cash. Okay, next up is the Saturday tea time game. Uh, we're back at tea time, everybody. Have a cup, a slice of cake. I've got some nice lemon cake over there, Baz. Actually, I had some uh, lemon meringue cheesecake tonight, Baz. What are you thinking about that? I mean, I'm a big fan of a cheesecake. I'm not much of a dessert man. Uh, there's no for me generally, but the only dessert that I'm an absolute sucker for is cheesecake. Yeah. Um, I can see a piece of Battenberg on the bench near me at the moment. It's going to around there. Do you think they have Battenberg in America, Baz? I've no idea. We'll soon find out, though. Captain Insano will let Captain us know. Captain Insano, do you have ba- is Captain Insano in America? I think he must I be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just assume everybody is in the Discord channel. To be honest. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I think. Well, you'd be wrong because most people aren't. But you know, um, um, I can't eat Battenberg. Chocolate cheesecake? No, Battenberg Insano. Yeah, it's uh, it's too almondy for me. That would send me uh, send me to my deathbed. Like, um, what are we talking about? Football tea time, that was it. Um, Southampton take on Leicester uh, at 5.30, which is 12.30 Eastern time. Southampton are 7-4, plus 2.75. The draw is 23-10, plus 2.30. And Leicester are 8-5, plus 160. Southampton, I've picked up two wins quite recently. Um, They got the win at Everton, and then they had that real surprise 1-0 win at Chelsea. Um, however, I mean, they, they had a poor last week, really poor performance last week in that 1-0 defeat at Leeds. And then got knocked out the cup to Grimsby Town from uh, League Two, from, from the fourth tier. And they haven't appointed a manager. They've just let the um, the kid who was there after they sacked the other, uh, Nathan Jones, they've just let him crack on. Yeah, so they're not bothering with the manager. I just can't have Southampton at all, like... Leicester City, our only handicap of Leicester City in the last month, Baz, has been James Madison. James Madison plays, they got a chance. Um, apparently, he trained um, the last couple of days. Brendan Rodgers, the manager, says he will play this week. And that's enough for me. Um, I don't need much to take on Southampton. I think they're absolutely cack. Um, Leicester with James Madison, 8 to 5 plus 160. If Madison isn't playing, um, we'll call an audible uh, and all bets are off. But yeah, at this place, just give me Leicester on the money line. It's dead easy. Southampton are really, really in trouble, but Yeah, so a very, very similar handicap here. Southampton, I said, you know, might have thought they were on for a bit of a revival after beating Chelsea a few weeks back, but it, another team who've been quickly brought back to earth, haven't they, with a defeat to Leeds, um, followed up by being dumped out the cup to League Two Grimsby. Uh, so one win and five defeats in all competitions for, for Southampton lately. League form since the World Cup, seven losses, two wins. Um, I still think they're in big trouble this season. I just don't see much from them at all. Um, and the hopes each week of getting a result just all seem to be around whether or not 
James Ward-Prowse can knock a free kick in from the edge of the box. Yeah. Um, both those wins, as I say, they've had two wins out of nine since the World Cup. Both of them were won by James Ward-Prowse goals. Uh, there was three goals in those games and he scored all three of them. So they, they are massively reliant on him coming up with something. I just don't think they've got much outside of him, haven't they? I mean, he is quality, um, you know, possibly the best set-piece taker in the Premier League. Um, he's a talisman. It, they rely far too heavily on him and, and beyond that, they don't have much. Um, and as you say, speaking of talisman, Madison is the one for Leicester and I've got here, yeah, he's expected back. We made a lot recently of how important he is to this team. He was missing since the World Cup. They lost four, drew one. He came back from injury. They won two on the bounce, scored eight goals. Madison got two of them. I think he set up another two. Uh, they did then get beat with him in the side at Man United. But then he missed the next two games with injury and they lost to Arsenal and Blackburn. Um, so I, we know it just seems to it, It's not just him and his goals or his contribution just seems to get more out of other players. Players like Ian Acho and stuff. Barnes, everyone seems to get in the mix a bit more when, when Madison's around. Um, so it is three defeats in a row for Leicester at the moment um, after that little uptick in form. Uh, but I think this is, like you, it's a perfect bounce-back spot for them here at 8-5 to five, Leicester. I just think it's take Leicester and move on. So team ride, 8-5, to five, Leicester to win. Bosch. Bosch, so we've eventually got a team right. Uh, update from uh, the United States of America. Uh, no Battenbergs, Baz, to be had. Uh, no Battenbergs to be had across the pond. Um, okay, Sunday next up. Um, two games on Sunday, I believe. Uh, the first one is a two o'clock kickoff, which is oh, three hours, nine o'clock, 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, Nottingham Forest against Everton. Nottingham Forest are 17 to 10 plus 170. The doors are 2 to 1, and Everton are 15 to 8 plus 187. Uh, so the books are struggling to split the three outcomes. Baz, did you manage it? Um, no. No. Uh, <laughs> it, it's another one where Forest at home are, are, are a different animal to Forest away. Um, so it's another one where, as I say, I've just, I think for Forest, you just have to disregard their overall form and just look at what they do at home. Um, so I've done away with their away form because it's absolutely shit and you would oppose them every week away from home. Um, but at home, they've just got one defeat in the last 11. Uh, that was an EFL Cup defeat to Man United, 3 0. Um, I mean, they scraped a fortuitous draw against Man City last time at home, didn't they? Should have been well beaten. But. Massive result, 1-1 Man City. And they've had a few big scalps at home. They beat Spurs in the AFL Cup. They beat Liverpool in the league. They drew with Man City, as I said, and they drew with Chelsea at home. So it just goes to prove they are a very tough side to beat at home. Um, Goals-wise, the last five home league games all went unders. And it's a better followed with some success in Forest games recently up until that West Ham game last week. The unders seems to be a, a really good play most weeks in, in Forest games at the moment. And Unders has also been very good for Everton. Um, before the 4-0 defeat yesterday, Unders had hit five in a row. Um, Everton have just scored two goals in the five games since Dyche took over. And I don't see any reason to think this will be any different on the goals front. 
But then I went and looked at the price, and the bookies are definitely onto it. Uh, eight <laughs> to fifteen for under two point five. Absolutely horrible price. Um, so at that point, I struggled because I really don't want to back either of these teams. Um, I really don't fancy goals at all. So um, I looked at the both teams to score market. Um, and the both teams to score no again. So a team to keep a clean sheet here. Yeah. It's hit six in a row for Everton. Um, there's been a clean sheet. Uh, it's hit five out of six times in Forest games recently. So two teams who are low scoring. Um, I don't think there'll be many goals. The bookies definitely don't think there'll be many goals. So let's take a punt on one of them to fail to score. It's seven to ten for both teams to score no. Forest v Everton. That's the pick. Okay. Um yeah, I found this a little bit easier, but in a lot of the reasons that you've given out. Um, Forrester, ninth in the um, home Premier League table, 1.54 points per game. Um, Everton haven't impressed me since that win against Arsenal first up uh, for Sean Dyche. They beat Leeds, but they were lucky. And then this week, they've played two, lost two, no goals scored and conceded six. Uh, they haven't got a goal scorer. Uh, they're still relying on uh, DCL, who just can't do it. And, uh, Neil Mopey, um hasn't scored, wouldn't, couldn't score in a month of Sundays. This can only be Nottingham Forest for me. Um, Everton haven't showed me enough um, since that Arsenal game in the initial bounce for me to want to take them in any way, shape or form. And I think Forest have been reliable at home. Um, that uh, points per game record's good. So give me Nottingham Forest on the money line, 17 to 10, plus 170 uh, for a Forest win. Uh, yeah, finally, for... Hold on, no, Malcolm. What, what? No, well, Baz got some Battenberg live. I'll tell you what, if you're not on the YouTube channel or watching this live on Twitter, you, I mean, you're missing out. This is groundbreaking yeah. internet. That's a bit of Battenberg there, Captain. There you go. You're going to eat it, Baz, or what? They might have a different name for it over there. So, uh, he's right. Captain Insano says Baz has left to get some cake, and sure enough, he was right. <laughs> um, I'm not going to eat it because I'm not that interested in it. Um, oh, okay. But now you know. I'll tell you what, this is. is uh, it's, a very, it's a very pretty cake, though, isn't it? Looks, looks. It is bunny. Little checkerboard. Pleasing on the eye. Little um, pink, and, pink and yellow checkerboard effect. Uh, well, that's award winning stuff, that Baz. I appreciate it's not great content for those listening on Spotify and Apple tomorrow, me waving around a piece of cake, but there you go. <laughs> I very much disagree. If I was listening to a podcast, uh, which I regularly do, and the man was waving around a piece of cake, um, I'd be absolutely over the moon, and I would write into their bosses and tell them how good it was. <laughs> uh, 4.30 um, UK time, 11.30 Eastern. Biggest game of the weekend. Um is Liverpool against Manchester United. Liverpool are 11-8 to eight home favourites, plus 137. Uh, the door's 13-5, plus 260, and Man United are 15-8, plus 187. I didn't get very far analysing this, Baz, because I found it absolutely amazing that Man United were the underdogs. I, I was I'd probably... Yeah. I, I, a proper check and double check and I even checked another website it's like really because yeah. they keep winning they win every week they're fucking lucky as fuck I'd just like to get that in I'm still I mean I'm, we haven't talked about the cup final but I'm kind of over it I've recovered quite well you know Baz I think I've been quite mature it hasn't really bothered us um, 
But they are. They were. I mean, they were one 0 down. Could have gone further behind. The West Ham's best defender for the last six months then scores an OG. Um, anyway, so yeah, you can do all the analysis you want, Baz. And if both teams here were plus one fifty, I would do loads of analysis. Oh, well, I wouldn't do loads. That's not like I'd do some analysis, Baz. If both teams were plus one fifty, I would look into it and try and work out who I wanted. However, you've got a team who are unreliable of late. Couple of good wins. Like you said, they beat Everton 2 0 at home. And everyone was like, oh, Liverpool are back. Um, they then got humped off Real Madrid. They ran away toward Palace. They've then beaten Wolves 2 0 at home in quite a tight game. And all of a sudden, Liverpool are back in the 11 to 8 favourites at home to Man United. Um, I would look into it more if they were both plus 150, but they're not. Um, Manchester United are a full half a point bigger. You have to bet them. That's it. Like, I might be wrong. You know, sometimes right, sometimes wrong. Always confident. You have to take the Man United 15 to 8 plus 187 on the money line, Bas. Yeah, I agree fully. Uh, I had the same response when I when I looked at it. I was just like, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't get where they're coming from. I mean, I took Liverpool yesterday. Um, I know you said you can't back them at all at the moment, but the home form is decent. Um, and I think that's, that's obviously where the bookies are coming from with it. They're away... You know, away from the Champions League, they've not lost at home since October. So most of their struggles have been on the road. We know they've been leaky at the back, but they've they've now had four clean sheets in a row in the league. But I would caveat with that. They've had four clean sheets against Everton, Newcastle, Palace and Wolves. There were four teams who are really, really struggling in front of goal at the moment. Um, you know, none of them would, would fill you with confidence in back, you know, backing them to back, take any sort of... Goals tally or anything like that. So, Manu's definitely going to pose a, a bigger challenge to them than, than any of those sides. It's hard to oppose Man United at the moment. They're flying high, full of confidence. I didn't put the bit about them being lucky as fuck because I'm over it. I'm <laughs> well, you should it. have because it's definitely a um, thing. But no, they are flying high. They're full of confidence. They've got the momentum. Um, as I say, I talked them down a little bit when they were beating the likes of Leeds and Palace and Forest every week. Um, but in the big games that have come around, the cup final against Newcastle, Barcelona, you know the City game, these big games now they're going out there and getting the results. Um, they're now eleven unbeaten in a row and only one defeat in twenty games. I mean, this is a bit of a tester for them with Liverpool's home record. But I've just put a fifteen to eight as a massive price given given the current situation around both of those squads. Um, you know, the form, the confidence levels, everything like that. I just think fifteen to eight is too big. Um, it's not my main play, um, but I have put it in as my uh, underdog. Bit of a bit of a spoiler there for later in the show. Uh, I think there's goals in it. Um, and as I said recently, the clean sheet for Liverpool were against teams struggling for goals. So Man United will score here. I do think we'll see a raised performance for Liverpool. They always get up for it in these games against Man United. It's their biggest game of the season. Um, as you say, they've looked a bit sharper up top. I think they'll also get in the goals. And I'm going to go for the over 3.5. Um, quite a high scoring, sort of 3-1, 3-2. Man United, I think Man United will win. I think there'll be a lot of goals in it. Uh, so I'll take over 3.5 at 13-8. to eight. Nice, pass, fancy, fancy. Uh, now, there is a Monday night game, but we're going to tackle that on Sunday's show. So uh, if you're wondering where Brentford v Fulham is, um, you'll have to tune in on Sunday. So that's the nine games... Uh, for Saturday and Sunday taken care of. 
Um, Baz, do you want to lead us off with a hacker or a goal scorer or a dog? You've just mentioned your dog. Oh, I'll tell you what, Baz, we'll stick with the dog because you've just you've given out Man United because that's my dog as well. So it's a double right. dog. Um, I've written the worst case is I jinx them in the don't win, which I'd be delighted with. So um, either way, it's a win-win for me. But yeah, I think they were too big. So we've got a double dog situation, Manchester United. Um, but what else did you have, Baz, for the fancy stuff? Um, so I need to look check a price actually. So I've wrote down my scorer here, but I want to check the. I didn't even write the price down, so I can't remember what it was now. Bear with me one second. Yeah, so the scorer for me, I fancy Leicester this week. We both said we fancy Leicester. Um, when Madison plays, um, other players around seem to play better. Uh, Ian Acho is one of them who's been back in the goals recently in those games where they were winning, and I like Ian Acho to score any time at thirteen to five. So that's plus two sixty for Ian Acho, anytime scorer. Nice. Uh, my goal scorer, Baz. I went to Aston Villa and Ollie Watkins. He's been absolutely flying. He scored in five consecutive games. He's been scoring again all different types of goals against different kinds of opposition. And I do strongly fancy Villa over Palace this weekend. Um, they're playing with a little bit of freedom. They're playing with that freedom of a team who are safe. Um, and they've got really nothing to play for, so they might as well just have a pop. So uh, he's a really good price as well. Um, Ollie Watkins was uh, five to one first goal, but he's eleven to five plus two twenty at any time. Uh, so Ollie Watkins for my um, goal scorer, and you got a parlay, Baz? Yeah, so parlay. I've gone back to the team goals. I haven't tried at both teams to score parlay last week. Absolutely terrible. Probably what I should have done is gone with an unders parlay because I've done really well on that it's three out of three last weekend I picked an unders on the Brighton game midweek and that went well so the unders players are the ones that are hitting well for me this week but I haven't gone that way I've gone back to team goals um, I've went four Arsenal will score three or more which I think you, you mentioned Arsenal were going to win by two or more in the handicap um, yeah. I, I told you evens, evens for the three or more was one I liked so that, that's in my parlay uh, Man United will definitely score at least two against Liverpool. That's at six to five. Um, and the last one is a bit, a bit of a bolder one, but I'm going with Spurs uh, to get a couple of goals against Wolves. Also Jeez. at six to five. Um, back to back two nil wins for Spurs. Uh, as I say, I'm not, I'm not big on Wolves. I, I, it's, it's the least confident one of the three, but it pays out at around plus 860, I think. So eight and a half to one in UK money. Um, Arsenal to score three or more. Man United two or more. Spurs to score two or more. Eight and a half to one, you treble. Get it. Okay. Um, not for me, Baz, but uh, fill your boots. Um, I've gone for uh, Aston Villa on the money line, plus 105. Um, Arsenal team total. Um Two uh, over one and a half at minus 300, one to three. What's here? Yeah. What do you mean, what? It's a bit gay. Well, no. I know. Um, so that's a very good nice I, I um, apologise for that now. And Nottingham Forest, um, a plus 170. Sandy, yeah, well, it is a little bit, but it's just a, a little boosty boosty bar. So Villa on the money line. No, it's all right. I don't, you don't mind them in your parlays, do you? you? You know. Yeah, Forest on the money line, and then topped it up with Arsenal uh, to score two or more at minus three hundred. That is um, plus six thirty-eight. So um, round about five and a half to one, give or take. Um, and I think 
ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We've made it to the end of this first YouTube spectacular. Um, anything else you need to tell us about, Baz? I mean, spectacular might be a bit of a push, mightn't it? <laughs> All right, OK. I mean, is there a suitable uh, I mean, word that you'd it's, use? It's, it's been a bit of an epic uh, debut, hasn't it? Because we've, we've gone well over our hour. We're normally, we're normally steady eddies on the hour mark, aren't we? But we've, we've gone ahead about an hour and five. Um, no, not too much more from me, although uh, I told you where I was last night, didn't I? Went for a bit of wine tasting. Oh, yeah. What? Like that? Do you, do you ever go for Oh, yeah, I don't mind it, Baz. It's, yeah. We've got, I've got a wine club. Have you? Wine, wine what did circle, you? Wine circle, what we did call you? it. Around, yeah. Right, okay. What did you taste then? How are you? Uh, I tasted, it was a, there's a different theme, so it's a, it's a, um, it's a work-related thing. It's a, it's a group from work who go to the pub next door, hire a room, and take their own wine and do tasting. And di- each each month is a different theme. So someone may come and do wines from northern Italy, or you know, wines from South America or, or something. Like that. This week was a um, it was a blind tasting. So so many people had to bring in bottles disguised, so you couldn't tell what you were drinking. And uh, people then had to guess on the the grape variety, the country. Um, the price of the bottle and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I tried one fizz, three whites, four reds, um, and walked away pretty merry at the end of it. Like, it was a good night. <laughs> I, enjoyed it. I wasn't very good at guessing grape varieties or anything like. It's a bit no, no. I mean, it, it was mainly um, an older crowd, let's say, few, few retired uh, gentlemen who clearly had uh, some very good knowledge of their wines. Um, I did. Um, I did get speaking to a, a lad there who was called Lee. Uh, he's into his gambling, so obviously I've hey. a podcast. He said he was going to listen, so I'll find out when I go to the next wine club if Lee did listen because he'll know he got oh. this shout out. He's got no interest in football as it happens. He's a horse racing man, so I did tell him to keep an eye out. Because are, are you putting anything out for the festival, Cheltenham? Festival? Yeah, we'll we'll cover the Cheltenham festival. I'm sure uh, the Wolf of Oak Lawn Chase. Uh, we normally yeah. have a Cheltenham chat, so keep your eyes peeled. You've left it. You've left it to um, one hour and six minutes before you give Lee a shout out. I know. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's a bit of a stretch. Like I'm, I'm doubtful as he as to whether he'll make that. But that's a test, you know. To you know, it's a war of attrition, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much for his first one. Like you should have knocked that in ninety seconds, bars I give Lee before he gave up on this rubbish. Yeah. And just as we wrap up, we've got another uh, always fresh, never soggy is in the comments, <laughs> which is absolutely great. That could apply to your uh, to your Battenberg buzz. So yeah, um, you've joined us for the last um, twenty seconds of the pod, anyway. Uh, another one who was on the team ride in the in the Copper America. Oh, it's cereal, man. Oh, yeah. Obviously, oh, well, but the clues were there, buzz, weren't they? Yeah, soggy cereal, etc. I'm surprised um, he wasn't here earlier to give us some grief, but. Um... Yes. It's an early days for YouTube. We need to get more people involved. Um, it'll be good if we can start getting more and more chat. But literally, we haven't... We've, we've got this uh, YouTube channel set up about an hour before we went live. So yeah. uh, we need a few days to push it, get more people involved. There's plenty of people downloading the podcast. So the more of those we can get on the YouTube channel, uh, we'll make it a bit more fun, have a bit more crack in the chat. So, yes. Good times there. Yeah. Keep pushing it. Spread the word. Agree. So, yeah, if you've joined us on YouTube, and a few people have, uh, we very much appreciate it. The Discord channel remains on fire uh, with characters uh, like Serial and Captain Insano and Moonaf and uh, Lewis Gale, who got uh, reached out on Twitter this afternoon. Um, 
so yeah, cheers, Baz. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah, you look flames in your merch. Um, and good luck with all your bets at the weekend in the Premier League and whatever else. Uh, we need to start building up our pot for March Madness. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday night uh, to have a recap. We look at that Brentford-Fulham game and um, other bits and bobs that are happening next week. Uh, but until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.